monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan, some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello and welcome back to the Bride of the Creature podcast. I am the creature Joey G and with me as always the cutest podcaster in town, the bride, Nicole. Hello. How are you, love? Good, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. Yeah, it sounded like you had to think about that for a second. I'm a little tired. You're a little tired? A little sleepy. A little sleepy? Yeah. Yeah? You gonna get some more uh, rest? I'm gonna chuck the milk. Does that help keep you awake? I, I don't think so. I got that chocolate milk! You know what I've heard is really good for helping you stay awake? What? Pep pills. What? You know, pep? like uppers. Like, like Dexedrin. Pep? Pep pills. Like Pepto-Bismol? No, not like Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> like Dexedrin. Oh, or thanks. Speed thanks. Or oh, you're so, you're so helpful. Although Thank I've you. also heard that you're not supposed to take that stuff when you're pregnant. Well, shit. I don't know for sure about heroin, but I'm assuming... Oh, heroin's a downer, though, isn't it? You want cocaine, that's an upper. I think I'll stick with my chocolate milk. Okay, well, don't say I haven't tried to do nothing for you. Uh, this week... You said um, that like Kermit the Frog. Well, don't say I never tried to do anything <laughs> for you. <laughs> Hi-ho, welcome to the... Kermit Brad the Frog. Kermit the host. <laughs> Kermit the pusher. Kermit the pusher. Yeah. Where's my money, bitch? <laughs> welcome to... <laughs> I do the famous piggy at the end. I do the kissy kissy. I know, right? It's like a Muppets family <gasps> oh, thing. Kermit Disney's going to sue the shit out of us. Anyway, on the show this week, it was my pick... And I ended up picking something for you because I love you. Aww. Yeah, we went and saw James Wan's film, The Conjuring. We went to a real live theater to see it. We did. We did. We used my, my get my movie passes, though. So we didn't have to pay. Yes. Nicole bought snacks. It was very nice. I bought two. I got that double pizza combo at Pizza 73. I thought they'd be like normal slices of pizza the no. two, a slice of pizza is bigger than my whole head <laughs> have you ever been to a pizza place that sold pizza by the slice that sold like, like actual slices no they're always the big like New York style so I had like two ginormous slices of pizza I had the pulled pork poutine it wasn't very good anyway <laughs> uh, enough talk about that nonsense <laughs> let's get into the movie so let's start off with the trailer for The Conjuring alright it's 918 we're headed down into the cellar where the doors just opened on its own Give us a sign that you want to communicate with us. Nothing. <laughs> what are you guys? Well, we've been called ghost hunters, paranormal researchers. But we prefer to be known simply as Ed and Lorraine Warren. There's someone here that would like to talk to you. There's something horrible happening in my house. It's November 1st, 1971. I'm sitting here with Carolyn Perrin, who, with her family, has been experiencing supernatural occurrences. You picking up anything in here, hon? Something awful happened here, Ed. What is it? Whatever Lorraine sees, feels, touches, it takes a toll on her. A little piece each time. You have a lot of spirits in here. 
But there's one that I'm most worried about because it is so hateful. That's not gonna help. This thing has latched itself to your family. Father, we've never seen nothing like this. I'm coming with you. No way. I can't lose you. There's a lady in a dirty nightgown that I see in my dreams. She's standing in front of my mom's bed. Scary trailer, no? Very scary. How scary? On a scale of one to scary. It, it was like, it made me want to watch it and not want to watch it. That's amazing because reading the Wikipedia article did that to me. <laughs> it made me want to watch it and not want to watch it. Now, quick well, disclaimer, we're gonna get, I'll tell you what. We're going to get it out of the way really quick so we can forget about it and move on. This is a movie that claims to be based on a true story. Added in the rain, Warren are real people. And we'll get into who that is. Where the characters in this movie are based on real people who are famous paranormal investigators. Mm-hmm. We've heard many times me complain about horror movies being based on a true story and how it kind of irritates me and blows a little bit for me. So whether or not the ghost stuff is real, which is not, they are <laughs> they are real people yes. who did investigate this case or a case that was probably nowhere near as interesting as this. Like all their other, that's the see that's well, the problem yeah. with it is because like they try to use that as a marketing tool and that's what bugs me about it is they say oh yeah well the real case was even scarier and that's how they try to market it to you and I'm like you're fucking full of it shit. did a good job because though because nothing this exciting has ever happened in the real world ever because it's the real world <laughs> and that's why horror movies are fun because this shit isn't real but that's why it says I don't want it I totally don't want this to be the focus of our discussion. <laughs> But suffice it to say, the characters Ed and Lorraine Warren are based on real people, and the story itself is based on their account of what they claim to be a real story. That's as much as you're getting out of me. All right. It's as far as it goes. Understand? I understand. Excellent. Can I explain the plot to you? Because I know you didn't get it. <laughs> I mean, can I just explain the plot? I did get it. I, I would hope so. It's not very complicated. So, <laughs> it is 1971. I mean, not now, but in the movie. Now it's 2013. Okay, Joey, we got the time is ticking. Time's ticking? You got a hot date? (laughs) Yeah, with you. (laughs) Carolyn and Roger Perrone move into a dilapidated, 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 I said it wrong twice, old farmhouse in Rhode Island with their five daughters and their dog, Sadie. (laughs) Oh, Sadie, no. Spoiler alert, Sadie dies in the first, like, two minutes. It's so sad. Actually, the movie actually starts with that little prologue with the, the creepy doll. Which I was totally not into at all. <laughs> I like the creepy doll stories, the though. Creepy, yeah, but the doll they used was so hilariously evil looking. But it, it was a little over the top. Oh my god. Who would own a doll that terrifying? It was like Night of the Living Dummy from Goosebumps times a million. It was like gray. Yeah, it looked like it had blood. It was pretty hysterically funny. Like, at least in Child's Play, Chucky at first looked like a doll a kid could actually have. No one in the universe would have this doll unless it was a prop from a movie. But anyway, that's so not important. That's just a prologue to introduce us to Ed and Lorraine. 
Then we have... I the think they're the most interesting part of the movie. They are. They're the part that kind of rescues this from being a by-the-numbers movie. Because the basic plot is the Perone family moves into a farmhouse in Rhode Island and uh, a greatest hits album of haunted house movies happens. So knocking, things moving, uh, doors opening and closing. The same shit we've seen in every ghost haunted movie in the history of mankind. And never done as well as it was in The Haunting. But we see it... so. It's very by the numbers until we get to Ed and Lorraine being brought into the movie. At which point, they do change some things up and there's some interesting things. So Ed and Lorraine Warren are paranormal researchers who come to help them uh, exercise the demons. <laughs> which is basically what they're doing, right? They're going to exercise yep. the demons. The house needs to be exercised. And as someone who needs to be exercised himself, I can relate to this movie. That's a bad joke. Because I'm chubby. Uh, so yeah, also, Ed and Lorraine return to the house with the help of their assistant Drew, who is never really anything more than just assistant Drew, and my favorite character in the movie, Ranger Brad, <laughs> the police officer named Brad. They never explain who Brad is or why he's there. We just know he's a cop. Why do they have Ranger Brad? <laughs> I do think they explained it, Ed and Lorraine say that they needed a cop there as part of their investigation to send to the church to send... A priest to exercise the house. They needed a sheriff. But that was like before they were planning to. Ex- oh, okay, I don't believe. I don't remember that part. But okay, if that's the case, then that's a weird rule for the church. Nope, we need to have Ranger Brad there, or we won't even look at your tape of ghosts. So yeah, they're trying to find video evidence of these ghosts so that they can convince the church to exercise the demons. Okay, let's talk about whether this movie is good or not. Nicole, is this movie good or not? I really like this movie. You, did. you said it's by the numbers. It is. Um, which it is, but it did suspense very well. I oh. was very scared most of this movie. I watched this movie with one eye closed, my hood over half my face, and my face buried in Joey's shoulder. Well, so why do you get to even to say it? I watched the whole movie. I did. I had one I think, eye open. I think that my, yeah, but you said you also had it like covered with a hoodie and buried in my shoulder. I think that my opinion of this movie should be more relevant <laughs> because I actually watched the fucking. Movie. I watched it too. Just there was just like a part where it was like. Half closed. Basically, I would describe this movie as a greatest hits album of haunted house tropes and exorcism movie tropes. It is an extremely well done and very well made and well acted. You went to, you would say it did, did suspense well. I, again, like it did all the things I've seen a million times and did nothing new, no. but it did them all very well. It was well done and well made, um, but it was still nothing new under the sun it was very much stuff we've seen. and the biggest problem with that is because it's almost two hours long the whole first 35 to 40 minutes is really boring for me but you don't get scared in horror movies like you don't well, like the matter. suspense doesn't build up for you like it well, does well, no, I can people. see it's building up and I can see and I'm not saying it didn't build up but unlike say The Haunting where the suspense builds up with that slow burn the first half an hour of this movie is just tedious because it's just I scene disagree. after scene of doors opening and closing and people playing hide and seek with a blindfold on in an old house, which is extremely dangerous. We used to play grounders at the park. That's the same thing. It's also dangerous. <laughs> but this, yeah, but your mom wasn't standing there approving of it or playing. <laughs> like, no. if your mom watched us play grounders, she'd have been like, you guys are fucking retarded. Come down from there. Why are you walking on the playground with your eyes yeah, closed? Jesus! Dirty dishes. The shit broken dishes. Not dirty dishes. Oh. Not broken dishes. <laughs> broken dishes and someone opens their dirty dishes. <laughs> Good grief. 
Um, <laughs> Obviously, I didn't get yeah. invited to play very often. So I don't want this to sound like I'm super <laughs> negative on this movie. I do think it's a very well done movie. Uh, I wasn't crazy about the cinematography, to be perfectly honest. Like, in the which is I was so surprised about because I yeah I too wasn't overly impressed with it. But when he did, who made this movie? Again? James Wan. James Wan. He did Insidious, which is like I don't know. Like, okay movie but he, the cinematography in that movie is really good so I was expecting mm-hmm. it to be really good in this I like one I saw a lot but uh, I mean it's not even necessarily bad it's just I don't like this style there's a lot of handheld shaky cam and at the action sequences I don't sequences, think there was oh, that much a the, little bit no 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 I'm talking about not in the sequences where everything's exciting and crazy and happening those scenes you could actually see I'm talking about when the family is just standing in the kitchen the camera's fucking bouncing around and it's making me sick to my stomach I absolutely hate that kind of shaky cam shit. It didn't do it for very oh, long. It did it enough that I noticed it and was pissed off about it. Obviously. It's so insufferable. Like, if you're using it for action scenes, I don't like it either. But if you're just using it for characters standing there, all it does is tell me that you don't give a shit about people watching it on a theater. Because on a little tiny phone camera or on a TV screen, it would probably look okay. But on the big screen when it's shaking like that, it's just distracting for no reason. I didn't notice that much. I didn't have a problem with it. He tried to use a bunch of really showy camera moves, too, that I didn't feel had any purpose. There's this one sequence where Mm -hmm. a character runs out of the basement into the kitchen, and the camera is upside down and tracks your movement and then flips right side up and then flips back upside down again when she goes under it. And I was like, it served no real purpose other than, look at this upside down camera I did. Yeah, I I didn't understand what he was trying to do. Yeah, I didn't really like that either. But I didn't mind the handheld shaky stuff. But I, I was a little bit less than impressed with with the cinematography because mm-hmm. of how cool Insidious did it. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I mean, I also I think I also like the music in this movie. I can't I didn't have my notes because I usually take notes during the movie, but I didn't have them because we were in a theater. So I remember liking the music, but I didn't write anything specific. The music about it. did really add to the suspense of it. I was on the edge of my seat the whole whole movie. They sold you the whole seat, but you only used the edge. Yes. That's how they should have advertised. <laughs> uh, so yeah, again, like I wasn't blown away by it, but I think it was a well done movie, and it's probably worth seeing. It was very scary. I would like to think that I get jaded from horror movies now because we do a podcast. Yeah, you and you aren't. Yeah, but this really scared me. Like you, I've made you come to bed with me every night. Yeah, that was that ended last night, by the way. No, it didn't. Not, yeah, it did. I'm not doing. Oh, I mean, last night was the last one. I'm not doing oh. that tonight. We'll see. No, you're right. You will see. <laughs> but yeah, so it was good, but uh, I'm a little surprised at sort of some of the praise that's being heaped on this movie because it really didn't strike me as being anything unusual or or um, outstanding. It was just sort of a... I, I think it's getting a lot of praise because it's kind of going back to more of the old school haunted house, which yeah, I, well, it has been done before, but hasn't been done in such a long time. It hasn't been done well in such a long time, and this movie did, does do it well, mm-hmm. and it has a complete old school feel to it. Like you could mm-hmm. see it in a drive in in the eighties. Well, I would have said seventies. This felt more like a seventies movie. Well, I'm not very good with my era, so seventies, sure. Uh, the one thing we haven't really talked about is the there's a huge angle in the second, the last third of the movie. That has to do with the exorcism. There's an exorcism in this movie. Yes, someone's actually possessed. And so I will say that's one thing this movie did that was do that was kind of bold and like I was surprised that they attempted it. To do an exorcism scene in a movie has got to be really terrifying because I've only really ever seen it done well once and that was in The Exorcist. And sadly to say after this I've still only ever seen it done really well once because 
there's some stuff in this one that's so ridiculous that it was hard to become scary anymore. Like, I don't want to spoil too much, but some stuff with a flying chair that I was just like, okay. It was, and like the makeup on the scary <laughs> monster face was so over the top. It was, was a like, little bit. Kind of, it, it, it crossed over into just being silly, but with a really very serious, frightening tone. So that doesn't work at all for me. So no. the, yeah, the exorcism part didn't really work, but they tried, and there was lots of really good action and suspense in that sequence involving other characters, and so the, definitely the second half of this movie is way better than the first half. I think what what like scared me the most was because it had the, the suspenseful moments that built up to what was going to happen, and I'm used to now horror movies. It builds up, builds up, something scary happens, and then it's done. You know, it, it ends. You can move on from that, you can be okay in your mm-hmm. in your body again you feel safe but this it built up the suspense built up to the scary moment and the scary moment was longer than what is what happens in horror movies now like when there's the lady hanging and you just see her feet hanging it hangs there for a long time and she's stuck in that place for mm-hmm. a long time having to watch see this like that's what was scary to me I will say that this was the first movie that has made me jump in a long time however it wasn't because it was scary it was because it was so fucking loud in that theater there's this one moment where the loud noise was so loud that I, I did jump but uh, I, I again I was surprised that you didn't think there were more jump scares in this movie because I thought most of the scares were jump scares in this movie I didn't think so a few of them that's why I said I was surprised <laughs> listen to what I say so that so describe the scariest part for you. Uh, actually, you know what? It was a jump scare, but it was a really well done jump scare. It's when the character, the two girls, are convinced that there's a monster in their room, and they look up, and we actually see this the witch character on top of the bureau who jumps down at them. Yeah, that was, that was scary. really well done. Again, like nothing in this movie is poorly <laughs> done. I wasn't crazy about the cinematography, but it's well written, it's well acted, it's well sh- it's well done. Like it's. Everything in it is done well. Mm-hmm. It's just not that interesting. I liked who played Ed and Lorraine. Yeah. Um, I want to watch... Vera I think, Farmiga and uh, Patrick Wilson. I would like to watch another scary movie with them in it. Like, Those characters? Because like, they obviously did this for a yeah, long time. Yeah, but there time. was such a huge part in this movie about how it takes so much out of her that she can't really do them anymore that it wouldn't make sense if they kept going. But even at... Oh, I don't know if I should say... Don't. Okay. The, actually, you know what? You made me think of one other thing that did not work at all. The whole subplot with the doll from the beginning comes back at the end for no reason. There's this whole like 20-minute stretch where we go back to Ed and Lorraine's house with the doll, and it's just so dumb because it just repeated something that had already happened in the other house with the other little girls. It was just another little girl being scared of a doll again, and it was so unnecessary. Yeah. Like it, was, it was scary, but yeah, I agree, unnecessary. I, in retrospect, you're looking at it and going, that's only there because they wanted to have another moment to scare people. And yeah. I could see it being scary for people. I was just like, why is this here? Same, same way I felt about... That's the thing I felt about a lot of parts of this movie. Just not, not that they weren't done well, or that they weren't maybe even scary. Just, why are they here? Why is Ranger Brad here? He does accomplishes nothing. Why is Assistant Greg here? He doesn't do anything. Why is this doll subplot here? It doesn't do anything. Everything else there is fine. Didn't need any of that stuff. And it felt way too long to me. It didn't feel long to me, but that's because I was in suspense the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the scariest part for me was when Lorraine falls through the walls. Like, she's in behind the wall. And she really falls all the way down to the cellar. So she's in the kind of crawl space area. Mm-hmm. And, crazy and then... 
uh, yeah, this, this, they, you just see feet fall down and it's hanging like someone's hung themselves and it's slowly the turns. But you also see, that's the same part where you see the big fat woman holding, turns around slowly to look yeah. at her. Yeah, yeah. And the feet slowly turn Very towards scary. her and she's stuck under the crawl space for a while. Yeah. Like, that's scary. Again, like, I don't have to be scared to recognize that something is scary. Movies don't, as a rule, tend to scare me because yeah. they're movies, but you I can totally see how they're scary. Stuff. Well, you all... Even that, like, you're right, I don't. I get more scared. Like, to be honest, the feeling of fright or anxiety that you're feeling in that movie, I get more in suspense movies like an Alfred Hitchcock movie or Matchpoint, the Woody Allen movie. I can't watch that movie sitting down. I have to stand up and walk around the room. So that's the kind of movie that I get anxiety from, from these, like, thriller more things, you know? Whereas scary imagery and scary situations are scary, and I recognize them as scary, but they don't scare me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, whether or not I actually believe in ghosts is something I'm not even sure of, but I'm very thankful that I live with someone who doesn't <laughs> because you make me feel safer. Yeah, well, and because you get so wrapped up and you love this stuff so much that, like, you would have convinced yourself that this movie was a documentary. <laughs> on the way home, I was like, Nicole, even if this is based on a true story, it didn't happen like this. They made it into a movie. It, and, like, you would just be totally happy to be like, this was filmed in the actual house, and they hired real ghosts. And I'd be like, no, no, dear, they didn't. Anyway, give us your score out of 10, Nicole. Wait, I was going to add something. No, we'll add it. I forget. Oh, I would like to learn I would like to learn more about the real people at Ed and Larry. Well, no, I, you just wikipedia it. They were bullshit. No, I want to learn about their life and... <laughs> And it, Apparently he was the only church, the only non-ordained person who was allowed to perform exorcisms. Really? Oh, also, well, that's what it said in the movie. They said it in the thing, remember? No. Did, was that a part you had to read? Yeah. Do you not read those at the beginning and the end of the movies? I do. I just forgot it. Besides, I had one eye sort of closed. Maybe you need some OCD. <laughs> anyway, uh, give us your score out of 10, love. Um, I give it an 8 out of 10. You gave me a higher score last night. Did I talk you out of it? Did I talk you down? <laughs> I talked myself down. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Eight out of ten. I was at a seven. Did you talk yourself down I, too? I think throughout this podcast it sounds like I gave this a six, doesn't it? Yeah. But I feel a little bit bad for that because I did like this movie. I'm giving it a seven. I'm giving it a seven. I just wanted to try to provide some kind of balance because I figured you were going to gush, but you didn't gush as much as I thought you would. Now I just sound like an asshole. Thanks a lot, <laughs> jerk. All right, so yeah, that's The Conjuring. It's time, Nicole. We're going to skip Would You Rather this week because you don't yeah, have one, do no. you? Neither do I. We still have to come up with something better. And let's <coughs> go on to... <clears throat> the following is based on a true story. Unlike The Conjuring. <laughs> uh. Careful with those eyes. You're rolling too hard. You get dust on them. Okay, Nicole, I'm going to read to you four movie titles and their synopsis. All right? And then you have to use your skill and judgment to determine which of the following is a big fat phony. Three of them are real. One of them comes from my it's imagination. It's the first one. All right, Nicole, are you ready to play the following is based on a true story? The first one. Shut up. Are you ready? The first one. Hey, shut up. Are you ready to play? Yeah, I already gave you my answer. Nicole, the following <laughs> is based on a true story. Film number one. Cannibal women in the avocado jungle of death. The what? government hires a feminist at the local university to track down the piranha women living in the uncharted avocado jungle to convince them to move to a reservation condo in Malibu. I want to live in an avocado jungle. I love avocados. Is avocado in this? Film number two. Shark Rosso Nello Sciano. 
You made that one up. It's number two. (laughs) A marine biologist, a dolphin trainer, and a research scientist, and a local sheriff tried to hunt down a large sea monster, a shark-octopus hybrid that is devouring swimmers and fishermen off of a South Florida coast. Sort of a sharktopus, if you will. Where was this made? Doesn't matter. What, What language is that title in? That's in Italian. Monsters versus Serial Killers. Classic horror monsters, Dracula, Frankenstein, the Mummy, and the Wolfman, battle the most vile killers of all time, Gacy, Ed Gein, Jack the Ripper, and Jeffrey Dahmer. And finally, God Monster of Indian Flats. A, <laughs> a mutant sheep is on the move near a ranch in the American West. A mutant sheep? So we have cannibal women in the avocado jungle of death. We have shark rosso nell'oceano. I don't actually know what that means. I think it means something of the ocean. Oceano means ocean, so. I should have. Rose maybe means rose. Maybe it's rose of the ocean. I don't know. Um, Monsters versus serial killers or God Monster of Indian Flats. They all sound so ridiculous. Ask me some questions. I shall tell you no lies. Okay, the last one. What's it called? God Monster of the Indian Flats. I, I don't know. I feel like that's a real one. Meat and sheep. I feel like either I've seen. Like a poster for it, or I'm gonna feel really tough if this is the fake one. But like, I feel like I've seen it before. Something like a mutant mm-hmm, sheep mm-hmm. online. Before. Well, there's a bunch of horror movies about mutant sheep, but yeah, I can think of three horror movies off the top of my head about evil sheep. But anyway, you and your OCD. Oh my god, I've um, actually seen a lot of them too. The shark one. I don't think you'd make up an Italian name. Considering I can't remember what it means. Yeah. Unless I was going to look Unless you're acting. Are you acting yeah, really hard right now? I'm a really talented actor. I, I played Danny Zuko in Greece once. I know. You had cigarettes in your shirt. I know. I didn't smoke. That's, people believed it. <laughs> and the first one, I Cat feel... Woman in the Avocado Jungle of Death. See, that one you could have made up because I know you really like long-winded titles. <laughs> But don't think you would make that one up. I think it's number three. You think that the big fat phony is monsters versus serial killers? Yeah, you've been talking a lot about Ed Gein and and Dahmer. And it's because I want to make more son Jeffrey Dahmer or Dahmer Manson Gein. <laughs> too. But I feel like it's the third one. Nicole, is that your final answer? It's my final answer, Joey. Nicole, God Monster of Indian Flats is a real movie. I knew it. Cheap. Knew Nicole, it. Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death is a real movie and it stars Shane Tweed really? yeah have you seen it? no (laughs) do Uh, they eat avocados? I haven't seen it I I don't know I love avocados Nicole Shark Rosso Nell'Oceano it's a fake Nicole Shark Rosso Nell'Oceano translation the American title is Devilfish it's a real movie And it's directed by Lamberto Bava, who is actually Mario Bava's son. Does that mean I got it right? Nicole, which means monsters versus serial killers is a big, fat, phony. You did it. You got it right. Wouldn't you love to watch Dracula, Frankenstein, the Monkey Did you go easy on me this week? Gacy, Ed Ge- no, I actually didn't think you'd get it. I thought you'd go with Cannibal Women. Because of the long-winded title? Yeah, and because of the title was so stupid that I would have probably thought of it. <gasps> yeah, so you totally got it. You got me, babe. You've been talking so much about Ed Gein and, and Dahmer and Mason and... Yeah, Manson. Manson. Dahmer, Manson, hyphen, Gein, Grzecki. Tell your friends. <laughs> it's going to be great. I think you went easy on me this week, Charlie. I didn't! 
How uneasy on you to be like, um, scary movie, scream, Friday the 13th, <laughs> and poop, poop, kajoop, choop. You're going to make that, that um, poop, yeah. Poop, <laughs> well, that's the well done, Nicole. You got me this week. So, it's your turn to pick next week. So, what are you going to do? Remember, I was very nice to you this week and picked a movie that you wanted to see. Right, so I'm picking one that Joey wants to see. Oh, what is But I also pumpkin? really want to see it. It's a documentary about The Shining, and it's called Room... Room 237. 237. A documentary directed by Rodney Asher about perceived meanings in Stanley Kubrick's film, The Shining. So, I'm very excited to watch it, too, actually. Does... Does this really count as a horror movie? No, but it's kind of different for us. We're going to do a... It's like a documentary about a horror movie, so that's kind of fun. Yeah, I'm We're excited to it see it. It's playing at the plaza, right? We've just done 21 straight movies about horror movies, so let's do... 23 yeah. if you count the but you two didn't versus... Questions. Yes, it's playing at the Plaza Theatre in Calgary. And... We're also very excited because we're going to the first ever horror convention this weekend it's on a, August 3rd. Well, the first ever Calgary horror convention. There's lots of horror I meant in Calgary. Yeah, the Calgary Horror Con on August 3rd. If we're you're going, come down. We're very excited. We're going to see Bill Mosley. Bill Mosley's the only one I'm really excited about. <laughs> I'm sure there's others. Tom Savini? <gasps> I yeah. forgot about Tom. It's been so long since we bought these tickets and looked into it, so I kind of forget. It's going to be fun. Tom Savini. I'm excited. I'm very excited. Yeah, and um, somebody else cool. Tony Todd is going to be there. He was Candyman. I don't really care about him. He's probably old now. Michael Berryman's there, the guy who was in uh, The Hills Have Eyes. Which guy? The guy with the bald head. The long bald head? And here's another cool thing, Nicole, that you might not know. Uh, Saturday, August 3rd, 9 o'clock p.m., $25 tickets at the Plaza Theater, which maybe we ought to go to, I don't know, Saturday night after the con. They're screening Night of the Living Dead, the original... Zombie, best zombie movie with people. Oh, wait, no, they're not screening that one. Sorry, they're screening the 1990s one. The remake, they did a remake in the 90s. It's actually I didn't pretty know good. that. Tom Savini directed it. Bill Mosley and Tony Todd and Patricia Tallman are all in it. And they're all there. So oh, I haven't seen so it. So the cast and director are going to be there, and it's a pretty good remake. Are they doing a QA after? Well, I assume if they're all going to be there. Maybe they just want to see their own movie and be like, yeah, we were in there. If we want to go, we should get tickets, though, because apparently they're selling out fast. Okay, but. cool. Yeah, so it could, could be pretty fun. I mean, it will be pretty if fun. If you want to come hang out with two of the coolest people in town, come to the core <laughs> convention. Yeah, I mean, they won't know where to find us, but <laughs> we'll be there. I'll be wearing a Godzilla shirt, probably. It's not going to be that big, is it? Well, I don't know. It's in a bowling alley. It's not in a bowling alley. It's, it's at the Hotel Blackfoot. It's attached to a bowling alley. What are you talking about? No, it's not. Oh. What are you talking about? What bowling alley? I thought there was a bowling alley nearby. You're talking about Century Casino, which is attached to a bowling alley. Oh. And no, the horror convention is not at the casino. Okay. Love. Anyway, so tune in next week uh, to hear uh, our discussion of the movie we see and probably not uh, talk about the convention and probably have to wait two weeks, two weeks to hear that. We're recording early this week and next because I'm going to be gone for a week. Right. So you probably won't hear our thoughts on the convention until episode 23. So there. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. We were a little bit long this week, Nicole. We were trying to be short because we, go. we have a date. I know. All right. Until next week, I'm Joey G. And I'm Nicole. And y'all stay scary. Kissy, kissy. How could this woman ever decide to wed this man